Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Oh, well, hello, everybody. And how the dickens are you doing? This is Brian Gittins here. I uh, actually changed my name last last week to Lenny, so I'm now Lenny Gittins. Uh, so welcome to the Lenny Gittins and Friends podcast. <laughs> I didn't really. Still Brian. Still Brian. It'll always be Brian. Well, whichever way you look at it, really. <laughs> uh, you can call me what you like. You know, you can call me anything you want. Lenny, Brian, Thomas, <coughs> anything you want. Uh, it, it's entirely up to you. Uh, no one cares. And, and uh, just, I've just got a stain on my coffee table. <laughs> Must have been where I sat on it. <laughs> I sat on it last night, totally nude. And I, I, I didn't mean to, but I did. Anyway, so welcome to the Brian Get the Lenny Get or what, the Thomas Gettings and Friends podcast. And um, yeah, we haven't heard that. Yeah, you probably haven't heard from us for a while, have you? Know? We haven't had a little break, have we? Didn't hurt, didn't hurt anyone to have a little break. Uh, I don't think you probably haven't missed us. Have you missed us? Please say you've missed us. <laughs> Please say you've missed us. Thank you. <laughs> That's very, very nice of you. But, uh, so, uh, so, anyway, this episode uh, is um, uh, uh, sex therapist is with the sex therapist Annabelle Knight, and it's one of my favourite episodes. I've got to be honest with you. Um, it's a little bit naughty. It's a little bit on the rude side, a little bit on the blue side. But you know, I, I like a bit of blue. I don't mind a bit of blue. Uh, so this is this is David chatting to uh, sex therapist Annabelle. Night. Uh, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? Yes, I can tell you something. Actually, I can tell you something. The Honk Show is this week, this Thursday, at the Moth Club. The Honk Show, the open mic comedy tournament that I MC. It's one of the, it's my favourite ever gig that I've ever done. It beats Wembley. Oh, it beats the time I took the roof off Wembley. So if you want to come to uh, the Moth Club in Hackney on this Thursday on the 17th, then come along. And um, you, you get to see the stars of the future. And if you don't like what you see on the stage, then by all means, tell them to fuck off. Because that's, that's why we enjoy the night. That's why we enjoy the night. If you do like them, then by all means, by all means, clap and cheer and laugh and do all that. But I'm bored of all that. If you don't like them, tell them to sling their hook. Okay, so that's, like I said, that's this Thursday, uh, the Moth Club, and uh, blah, 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 blah. If you want to support the podcast, uh, then please go to Patreon, David Earl's Patreon. Who's David Earl, you ask? Well, don't ask that question, it's uh, confusing. But if you want to go to, uh, if you want to support the podcast, then please go to Patreon, David Earl's Patreon. I just saw a car go backwards up a road. Uh, that's not that mad. 
That's not that mad. But it did look mad. I was looking out my window and a car just went backwards up the road. It's rare that you see those things. So when you do see them, you've got to mention them, especially if you're doing a podcast intro. Okay, anyway, let's crack on. Just to let you know, we have booked some new guests. So we're going to do a new series of the podcast. And that will probably start around maybe November now. So if you're if you're a fan of the podcast, and I know there are about 17 of you out there that sort of enjoy it, then that, that'll probably get your, your old knackers uh, pumped up and juicy. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, let's let's get on with the old podcast. David Edwards, Charles the Robot, and sex therapist Annabelle Knight. <coughs> oh, my word. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome. Can you put your coat down, please, David? Absolutely. I apologise. Sorry, let's keep, keep organised. Okay, so welcome to the Brian Getting Some Friends podcast. We're on about episode... Fi- Who cares what episode we're on? I don't care. I generally don't care these days. Do you care, David? Oh, I do, because it shows... Sorry, shout. Keep, it, keep, keep it to a normal volume. I do, because it shows... Okay, cheers. Oh, that's so, all right. uh, Not Charles, uh, Charles is here. Uh, Charles the Robot's here. He's uh, he's always here. You're right, I have Charles. just made my first baguette. Wow. Just made his first baguette. Wow. Oh, wonderful. What Hope you, you enjoy it. What are you going to put in it, Charles? We're going to put tuna and mayo. Tuna, tuna and mayo. Fascinating. Great choice. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, welcome to this podcast. And our guest this week. I'm very excited, don't I'm David. very excited. Um, uh, our guest will give, 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 give the name, David. Annabelle Knight. Excellent. He never gets the guest names right, Annabelle. I feel so, so hugely privileged. Wow. <laughs> you should do. Because I, I do have a thing where I'm on the on the spot. I've got to come up with the name. And it just... I mean, you're obviously a specialist of psychology. Why do you think that is? Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. You can't ask any questions. Quite get, right. Sorry. Not apologies. without paying my hourly rate. No, no. Well it's, said. David gets no, one sir. chance. What is her real name, David? Uh, Annabelle Knight. No, her real name. Her what real, is her real name, David? I don't know your real... I thought that was your real What's name. What's her real it name? Is, it is. Oh, easy, easy, real name. Oh, right. It's not. What is her real name? Um, uh, I don't have any other name. I've just been making one up, so that wouldn't we'll be a real name. Up. What's her real name? Uh, Lizzie Froth. Yes, yeah, Lizzie like Froth. Jesus Christ, how do you do that? How do you do that, David? That's incredible. Lizzie Froth. Lizzie Froth. It's also correct. <laughs> Goodness me, there you Elizabeth, go. Elizabeth Froth. Elizabeth Telepathic. <laughs> I was sending it Picking to up you. the signals. No, we're joking. Pick them up. It is Annabelle. It's just so. Annabelle Knight. This is Froth. Yeah, there we go. Okay. This is Froth. So, Annabelle. This is Froth. Mrs. Froth. Uh, Annabelle, thanks for coming along. Uh, thank you for having me. Um... Have you listened to the podcast before? You I have. Yeah. Adam Buxton and James Acaster were my favourite episodes. Uh, and James steady. and I actually uh, share a favourite year, which I... Oh. Thought was kind of a sign, so I have been stalking him now. Oh, 1999. Yes. We were both 14. It's okay. meant to be. Well, David's favourite year is 1997, so maybe oh, maybe you two just won't quite connect. Oh, just Not... damn it. Do you know, 1999. A lot of people say it's a, a popular year. Don't point, David. Sorry, put the old point in a way. Uh, they say it was one of the best years for cinema. 1999. Boring. Okay, so there we go. Yeah, okay, yes. boring. Worst boring. episode. Worst episode. Uh, so, Annabelle. This... Worst episode. Okay, mate. Chill out. So, Annabelle, this episode, we are prisoners of war. 
Okay. And uh, which war are we? Uh, which war are we? That classic old war, Vietnam. Okay, okay. So we're prisoners of war and uh, we're, we're digging a hole throughout this episode to escape. That's, okay. That's where we are. So where, where are we right now, David? Right now we're in a Vietnamese uh, prison. Uh, we have bamboo wood all around us. It's very sort of Rambo part two. Uh, but one of the actual guards... Are you into Rambo Part 2, Annabelle? Uh, I haven't seen Rambo Part 1, so I fear it would be lost on me. Right. No, not at all. Part is quite different. Right. He's in Vietnam. Boring. Uh, no. Boring. No, boring. No, Good boring. morning, Get Vietnam. Good yeah. morning, Vietnam. Good yep. morning, Vietnam. Okay. Morning. And um, one of the guards, rather sloppily, has left a, uh, a shovel, and we're taking it in turns to actually dig through the dirt, create a tunnel, come out the other end in the jungle... And uh, try and actually get a helicopter to get us back to blind. Okay, so that's the situation. That's where we're at. That's okay, where we're well, at. it sounds terrifying. Yeah, it is. I'm in. You're right to be scared. Well, you're, sa- you're, in our, you're safe with us, aren't you? Annabelle, what do you like to call yourself? We said to Annabelle, what are you? Oh, do you know, it really depends on kind of what I'm doing. Um, I tend to just go for sex and relationship expert because it's a bit of an umbrella term and yeah. everything that I do kind of fits under there. Yeah. Um, do you get but- tired of sex? But you know, it does become a bit of a busman's holiday. I yeah. talk about it 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I, I do it for a job, I, it's kind of something that I always chat with with my friends. And um, I have, I, I'm very bad at making money, so I don't yeah. tend to charge for any advice. People yeah. just write to me and I always feel sorry for them. My heart goes out, so I spend a lot of time um, kind of... <laughs> for free just helping other people kind of get through um, their everyday lives because therapists and counsellors and coaches can be very expensive so it does become a bit of a busman's holiday but fortunately it's a bus that I rather enjoy being on well we're going to uh, uh, exploit that aren't we David (laughs) oh yes absolutely some self discovery please okay because I'm tired to pay you for today yeah what's that because we have a right sex case on our hands with David we have got David is a sex case a sex case yes I shall start what, what a file. I pay you for today. Okay. <laughs> Why are you a sex case? Um, and, what, I, and what is a sex case? I think there's walls that are encasing me and my sexuality. And I think I want to hover above those walls and escape. I've created my own prison. I'm the prisoner and the warden. Well, if considering you like. we have a shovel, you should dig underneath those walls. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I get nervous or I lose energy. And it's like, oh, I'll just have a, a nap in the prison type of thing. And you wake up and it's another day and it just carries on. It's like a grand stop day. these metaphors, David. Yeah, you're I'll, quite right. Because we'll get confused. Yeah, you're quite right. So it's a case of I need to explore more sexually, I think. Um, okay, well, we'll come back to that. Be adventurous or new people or the same person? Uh, new people. New people. Yes. Okay. We can do this. We can do this. There was can... Ha- this can be um, the first step into the advertisement, if you like, of, yes. p- of putting you out there. That would be yes. amazing. That would be great. Yeah. That would be really good. Because you come across really well on the podcast. So oh, I imagine there are crossed. loads of girls that want to screw you. <laughs> Hopefully, yes. You're allowed to I mean, yeah, definitely. screw these days. I think so. It's the Americans use it as a term. Yeah. They do, yeah, <coughs> definitely. I've heard it occasionally. So I don't see why not. I think you can use that. Okay. So the first question of the podcast, David, is um, first question is from me, and that question is: We're going back to your fourteen-year-old self bedroom. What did it look like? Lots of movie memorabilia, basically. So I had. Uh, I was so, very much... so we walked through your door. What did we see first? 
Um, the first thing you'll see is my duvet, which is of uh, the Ewoks. Really? Very, yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of the Ewoks, uh, Return of the Jedi. And it was them having a party because uh, Darth Vader had been Darth slayed. Vader. Darth Such Vader. Such a fan. Yeah. Uh, had been slayed type of thing. It's not Vader. It's Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Quite okay. right. Uh, so it's an Ewok party celebrating the death of uh, Darth uh, Vader. On your duvet. Absolutely. Then, we'll do, well, then what else is in the bedroom? Uh, then I had an, a, a massive... What is an Ewok? An Ewok, Ewok is a, um, a bear creature that will probably come up to my waist now, about three foot, uh, skilled in uh, making spears or bow and arrows, and very much a community... Uh, bond together, fight together, eat together, sleep together. Okay, and what do we next? Cool, cool. What do we next see in your bedroom? Next to my actual bed is a very large American football helmet, but click a button inside, it's a lamp. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. So, sounds yeah, wonderful. it was very... I think during the 80s, it, we were very influenced by the Americans because it's pre-internet. So anything the Americans had, I wanted a slice of... So uh, that would be uh, Captain Crunch, the cereal, um, Ninja Turtles. But I think because the internet, now it's become an even playing field. See, so I, um, I wasn't around until 1985, so they kind of passed me by. I missed this wow. American... Gosh, it makes me feel so old. Oh. Guys, you look it? old, actually. Look I old. do. I do. I'm feeling it more and more, unfortunately. Yeah. No, not at all. I, I won't have that. Don't, oh, that's don't very good say of you. such things. Boosting I my self-esteem. That. Absolutely. And my chances of appearing on this podcast again, hopefully. D- don't worry about that. Everyone's <laughs> welcome. <laughs> David, what else is in your room? What else? The other thing that's um, on one of my walls is yeah. my homework timetable. My dad was a real stickler for homework and uh, revision for mm. tests. Sounds a laugh. And uh, that was very much what I had to do on a Saturday and a Sunday before going out and playing with my friends. Okay. Which usually uh, was dressing you... up in camo and playing army. Okay. And so I'm looking over to the... I've just walked into the centre of the room. I've looked over to the right. What am I looking at? You're looking over to the right. So uh, there would be a Goonies poster. <laughs> I remember I had that. Yeah. And a Care Bears poster. What? Care Bears. It's a bit feminine for me to be interested. Do you remember the Care Bears? I loved so. the Care Bears. Yes, so I was, I was a fan of them, okay. like most 80s kids. It's more girl-focused. Mm. I don't know why I was as interested, but I was. Which was your favourite Care Bear? It was a nighttime bear who had a moon on its stomach. Oh, yeah, we love that one. And I don't know what the power was that would shoot out of uh, his or her stomach, but I remember that was my first Care Bear that I had purchased for me. And uh, always... rude. Sorry? A bit rude bit rude, bit rude. Uh, it wasn't rude not at all it was a very wholesome bear and it's about you know getting some shut eye at night time getting your eight hours in nothing inappropriately erotic about that <laughs> okay and very lastly I look over to the left and down on the floor what do I see down on the floor you're a big fan of Skeletrix next to that uh, next to that a pair of uh, Nike Jordan uh, trainers mm-hmm. I was very much into my trainers. I had a pair of Nikes there. Under that, under your trainers. Under my trainers would have been uh, a carpet, and the carpet was very interesting. I'm 14, so I was a bit old for it. Under the carpet. Under the carpet. Uh, Under the carpet would have been wooden planks. Under the wooden planks. Under the wooden planks. um, I'm imagining there would be pipes, because there was a shower right next to me. Under the pipes. Under the pipes. You're now in the lounge. Um, Under the lounge. 
under the lounge, once again, I would imagine pipes or wires. Under the pipes and wires. Under the pipes and wires, uh, you'd have uh, clay or earth. Under that, keep digging. Under that, uh, when I was 14, I was living on the outskirts of Chichester, which the Romans had obviously inhabited, and I think you'd start entering into other eras. Under that. Under that, you would... I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I think you'd find the core, the beginnings of the core of the Earth. Under that. (laughs) You'd find lava. Under that. Under that, you would start coming up into a new country, which I imagine would be Australia. (laughs) Under that. Under Australia? Yeah. Under Australia would be... um, I don't I, I really... I, I think you go back to the core of the earth and then you just come back to me. Here we go. Okay, well, let's come back to you then under that. Uh, then you would have clay, Roman archaeological uh, artefacts. Under that. Under that, you go back to the core yeah, of the earth. <laughs> and then you would go back to Australia. So um, it's so basically Chichester, core of the earth, Australia, and you just be going backwards and forwards. Okay. <laughs> Annabelle, have you got yeah. your first question for David? Um, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, my yeah. first question... Here we was, go, Annabelle's uh, first question. My first question, drumroll please, was um, at what point in your life, going back, did you have... Because you are obviously a very funny person, but for us mere mortals, we, we, can, we deign to be funny through regurgitating film quotes or jokes we've heard. At what point in your life, which, what memory... Um, was your first when you thought, ah, oh, I'm actually funny? Yeah, yeah you I don't know those... about that. I mean, sometimes it's not intentionally funny type of thing. <laughs> I think... Uh, you must have thought, hang on, I've got something here. Um, or you remember feeling good at making people laugh, I guess, is the, is the... I think I got a vibe every now and then when I was doing my paper round and I was interacting more with adults. Mm. And they would have a bit of a dry smile or a grin about them type of thing. So it wasn't like I right. was cracking well, What did gags. that look like? What, 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 they were just love. What, what did that look so, like? A then? bit of a smirk. Something that amused them <laughs> in some way. You know, I was like, all right, fair enough. See you later. No, but something that you'd said intentionally. Not that they're just laughing at you. Something well, I'd you... never say I'm a witty person, so I'd never do a proper, you know, Des O'Connor. So you are. <laughs> I you love are that funny. Des O'Connor is your benchmark for wit. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's on ITV for a good decade, wasn't he? he they is. kept well, calling right. him back. Yeah, you must, you must think you're funny, don't you? You've got a little funny bone. Yeah, a, a bit of a funny bone type of thing. Show I think. off. We don't want any show offs on this podcast. You're quite right. Um, I don't think I've ever had a moment where people have been in absolute stitches around me type what? of thing. Oh, I was hoping for a. Um, I told a joke at school and they carried me out on. I was carried out on the piers of my shoulders and I thought this is the moment. And I thought there was, I thought it was going to be um, everything I imagine when I when I think I'm funny and tell a joke. So, so you never had a moment like that where? No, I think if I look back at my school days, I wasn't really clever the way I kind of presented myself. I think I should have been a lot more wittier, charismatic. I wasn't popular at school. I, don't, I didn't have quite the social skills. I had one friend at school. Really? Yeah. Very similar <laughs> to myself. Very much. Who's Who's your your I went for quality over quantity. Well said. Don't point. Sorry, put the old point in a way. Put that back in its holster, indeed. Who's no, your friend? My, she's still my best friend, and I'm oh, wow. godparent. I'm the atheist godparent um, to her children. Um, and, yeah, she's still my best friend, and we met when we were 11, and I'm now 34. Wow. And who's your best friend, David? Is it James Goldman? Um, 
Yeah, he is. That was bizarre. I, I don't know him now. That's right. bizarre that you remember that. Mm. Uh, but he was my friend at secondary school. But um, I, I'm not very good at keeping to his children. I, I don't know what he's doing David now. David Lethbridge talk. Sorry, I apologise. I wasn't trying to say anything. I was. I was enraptured. I was listening. Oh, lovely enraptured. <laughs> that's lo- that's a lovely word. Um, <laughs> but is it? Is enraptured. It I is, think that's when someone's in that. Is it a lovely word? I, I, it is. I think okay. it's an uh, yeah. yeah. I only I only use lovely words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't. Words is a is a beautiful thing. Yeah. You've got to select them very carefully. Yeah. Um so yes, raptured. It, uh, we're all enraptured. Uh so yeah, basically when school came to an end, so did our relationship. Mm. But during school time he was my only friend, similar to yours. And uh, but now I don't know what he's doing. He was quite into carpentry. So maybe he's building shelves for people. I don't entirely know. You, you just don't know what's around the corner in life, do you? No, not at all. Um, I, I always think it's odd when people have um, friendships. I'm not saying your friendship was odd, but um, friendships that are kind of just of a situation and then outside of that situation you, you don't speak. I had a couple at university that were a little like that. And, you know, you spend so much time with them and you think this is... I'll know this person for the rest of my life. I know yeah. them so well. And then you graduate and have literally never spoken to them since. Yeah, I think you've got to be quite dedicated, haven't you? I can be quite lazy. David. Keeping... Yes? Let her talk. Sorry, I apologise. No, no, you, you abs- no, you're quite right, Charles. Keep so carry on. Carry on. I, I agree. I, I saw a friend of mine, um, I haven't seen... He's had a baby who's, I don't even know, oh, like a year and a half. I haven't seen him since the baby has been born. Um, and I texted him after we went for lunch yesterday and said, oh, thank you for a lovely lunch. It was really like, nice to catch up. And uh, he just replied and said, yeah, I'm really rubbish at actually seeing friends. And I had to agree, so am I. You just, life gets in the way. I think when you have kids, definitely. I have dogs and they're, they're a big enough responsibility Oh, really? Me. How many dogs do you have? I have two and they are my babies. Oh, wonderful. What breeds are they? <laughs> uh, uh, we haven't got to the breeds of dogs <laughs> questions, David. Sorry, sorry, apologies, apologies. Every sorry, every episode he asks about their dogs. I could talk about my dogs all day. Well, they are beautiful friends, dogs, aren't they? They're not going to turn their back on you. No, they don't. They're loyal. What's uh, what's the most common sexual problem that you hear? (laughs) Do you know what I was talking about this yesterday? And it is um, for men, the most common sexual issue is very penis centric. Right. It's usually about. Strength of erection or length of erection, not the physical length, but the amount of time. So a lot of a lot of men will write to me and say, I just I kind of want to last a bit longer in bed. What can I do? God, or I'm I worried last, about the size I of my to penis. Last slightly less, to be honest. I, I think the answer to that is Viagra. I don't know how you could stop it being less. I don't. I think I last about nine hours. That'd be that <laughs> must be tantric. painful. That sting level of sex. That yeah, really yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. And also, you know, your, the blood in your body is not being balanced in amongst your brain, no, your, your heart. It's it all just in one place. So what was it again? The strength and the length? Strength and the length, yeah. Um, I want a stronger erection. They're not quite satisfied with, um, you know, the the rigidity of the penis. Right. And also right. the length of time in which they can make love. Um, I think it stems from... What they from, to you about that? Yeah, because wow. there's tips and tricks and products and lotions yeah. and potions and things, and all of which, and I don't want to talk myself out of a job, but can be accessed using Google. Right, this is true. You can Google anything you these can days, Google can't you? <laughs> yeah, you really can. So do you think it's psychological erections or physical? Are you Sorry. the sex expert here? Sorry? Who's the, who's the sex expert here? Sorry, Annabelle, so, you? Oh, I'm asking a question. I'm not uh, making a statement. Uh, do you think erections are psychology or physical? 
Uh, that's a very interesting question and a very valid one. For the majority of men, it is completely in their head. If oh, you wow. are, if you're concerned, um, my first piece of advice is go visit your GP. You can have some tests and you can see whether or not it's a physiological problem that you require treatment or medication what, for. So you go and see your GP with an erection and so... say... Not with... <laughs> well, if you can get an erection, you don't need to see your GP. I mean, you but, could be arrested for that, couldn't you? Uh, I, I mean, inside the confines of the doctor's surgery, probably not outside in the wider world, just flashing them, then yes, I'd, I'd say so. I'd hope so, yeah. I, I think well, so. Well, you know, I may just go... You know, it's scarring, isn't it? I think, Have you ever right? met a flasher, Annabelle? No, but no. someone was rubbing themselves quite aggressively. Um, I used to live in Cockfosters, and it's well, the last. That's... Yeah, I know. Uh, it's the last tube stop, and I was on the tube by myself, and uh, I was just on my phone as you as I normally am. And I looked up, and there was a guy. I, I don't know whether it was an itch or pleasuring or trying to be threatening Blimey. in any way, but he wasn't making eye contact. But he really was going to town on he himself. He was in his own zone. He was in his own zone. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Brian. Go no, for it. Off with it, David. Now, after you, Dave. I, I was going to say... No, sorry, sorry. No, 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 David, you go first. Sorry, here we go. What do is you, it? Why can't oh, I... Was it, David? Let me go first. Sorry, no, Brian, no, you, you go, go first. first. No, 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 no Brian, you go David? first. No, you have a go. Do, do men lose their... No, forget it. No, 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 no. No, no, honestly, I'm, I'm joking. No, 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 that's fine, that's fine. Do you... I've heard the best way to maintain strength in the penis is to pop some cooked calamari around the shaft. Is that correct? Calamari. Is he saying calamari or calamari? Calamari. Calamari. Is that any like a like, so a, like a, the... a fishy cock ring? Yeah. So oh, good grief! Like, I think something like that. So, oh. I wouldn't advise um, food. <laughs> I think it lacks the no. structural stability and integrity you no, might you're need. Quite right. Um, what's, what's but the, the most, idea is there. Yeah. What's the most common uh, problem for women? Men again, length and strength. Length and strength for men, and women tend to. Um, Tend to write to me on less uh, like sexually focused problems and more relationship. Uh, That's interesting, pro- isn't it? Problems, yeah. um, to feeling close with their partner, spending time, feeling valued. Um, Why is that? Which I, I dread this question because it it always the answer is almost sexist. Or women care about the emotions and men care about the sex. But that is uh, from my genuine experience the divide that I I see on a weekly basis. That is interesting. What do, what do you th- why do you think that is, David? Well, it does go to the stereotype that men are very much a caveman. They just want to get their box ticked, you know, um, just be mean? fed. The lizard brain. The lizard brain, mm-hmm. absolutely. Can you sing a quick song called The Lizard Brain, David? Go. There's a drum beat. Go. We've all got different sized brains <laughs> looking from different perspectives. But in the centre of everyone's brain lurks a lizard and it's hungry. The hungry lizard. The hungry lizard. That wasn't a great song, I apologise. No, 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 it was brilliant. Oh, yeah. thank you. It's very kind of you. Thank <laughs> you very much. I enjoyed it. What, what do you think you'd write to Annabelle about us? I think it would be a case of um, Brian needs to open up a bit more. I think, you know, I'm. are we 100% on the same frequency? Mm. I, I think I share more than you sometimes share. Yeah, I don't share anything. Absolutely. You're not as... I'm very transparent. This Pop is out Dave. the room and David tell Annabelle the real truth. Okay, I'm going to leave the room and uh, David's going to tell Annabelle what he really thinks about our relationship. Okay, see you in a sec. I think we're Brian. I'm still here. All oh, right, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, let's get my stuff. My bag. There we go. Get 
my bag and my coat. We won't be long. A wooden box, tools. Here we are. And my flag. There, there, there we go. My flag. It's huge. It's, it's enormous. I don't, know I, don't know, I don't know why I bought it. I didn't know she'd come in with it. Right. See you later. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Close the door. There we go. I'm still here. Got my foot in the door. Yeah, you might have to move that just so... Okay. Bye. You can't hear anything. Okay, thank you very much. There we go. I think with Brian, it's very much a case that um, he's just... He... What did you just say? Sorry? What did you just say? We're talking about you. I, I, sorry, I didn't think you were going to... I thought you were going to stay outside. Well, there are no rules. I can pop my head back in if I wanted to. Well, I mean, I don't mind saying it in front of you if you want to take a seat. Do you mind this, Annabelle? No, this is, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Okay, all right, I'm going to go. Bye. Oh, yeah, bye. Take care. Still there. Still there. Still there. Bye. I'm gone. He's gone now. He's, he's gone. I know. He does that a lot. How do you do it? I don't know. I mean, um, he's, he's indecisive. Uh, he'll say one thing, do another. I'm at the window. Uh, <laughs> all right, there you are, Brian. How are you? We're just uh, having a bit well, of a Well, I'm chat. coming back in again. Uh, David, is there a question you want to ask Annabelle? Yes. Do you think the older men get... While you ask this, I'm going to start digging our escape hole. Okay. Perfect. Get the ball rolling with yeah. that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. okay. Does the men's libido start to decline? So there are two schools of thought on this because um, through study, men do have a dip in libido, but they can overcome that through continual continual masturbation or sexual experience. Right. Can you can you explain libido exactly? Libido is your desire and drive um, for orgasm uh, at the end of the day. So it's your sex drive really. Right. Okay. But yeah, um, I mean it depends on the individual. It depends on your health. If you are if you have a poor diet and don't exercise, your libido can um, can decrease in older age. So, so imagine you, you've got no sex drive, David. I would definitely say that it's dropped. And maybe it is because I don't have any exercise and my diet isn't great. I would advise always looking after yourself uh, from the inside out. So you start with your diet and, and I'm a qualified personal trainer as well. Oh, right. Um, so we say it's 70% what you eat and 30% what you do that contributes to overall physical health. So look oh, at your right. diet first. Make sure you're getting plenty of... Uh, nutrients and vitamins and minerals from your diet. A wide variety of plants uh, is the most ideal thing you can eat. Uh, then incorporate some gentle exercise and build that up as you go. So if you're right. not thinking about sex at all, have you got a problem? If you're not thinking about it at, yeah. at all. If you've got a low it, it, sex drive, is that a problem? Well, do you know what? No, it isn't. The only time it becomes a problem is if you are in a relationship with some, and your sex drives are mismatched, so yeah. you, um, one of you isn't satisfied. But, you know, I have couples that will say, oh, we only have sex once a month, is that enough? And my first question is, well, are you happy with that? Because if you are, then there's, there's really no, no reason or need to, to focus on that area at all. Yeah. If the answer is, well, no, we'd like to have more sex, then we can look at different ways and methods. And I'm a very solution-focused coach, so I no, like to good. look at the end result that everyone wants and work out a plan uh, of how to get there. What would be the, the ideal amount of sex that you'd want, David, a month? It depends. During the winter, because I do suffer from season disorder a bit, I've noticed more and more. I do, yes. 
during the winter time, I don't think hardly any. I think I'd be like a bear. I'd just go to my cave and just, you know, no, hibernate. That sounds wonderful. I love the winter. I love sleeping and I love eating. Yeah, so, so I think great. my libido just sort of vanishes. So that wouldn't work for us because that's when I'm at my best. Oh, really? Mm. During the winter period? I'm well, like a rabbit. I get one of those sunlights in the bedroom that, that uh, creates a positive light effect and that might boost up the old sex drive. Yeah. So I think there'd be techniques to make us more compatible. Yeah. During those kind of winter months type of thing. Yeah. And hot to trot in the summer. You do your asset in the summer like nobody's business, aren't you? He's got a little metal... Um, phallic. What do you call it? Object. It's not a penis. What do you call it, Charles? Sort of a telescope. Candle. A what? Candle. A candle. <laughs> it's got a metal cat. Wonderful stuff. So well. he's got his own way to express himself sexually. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Right, um, David, I've got a question here from someone from Patreon. And that question is, um, it's a weird question, but it might open up some, uh, literally. Okay. Uh, um, I'd like to know, what's David's favourite door? That's from Tom Smith. Favourite door. So if you haven't got a favourite door, maybe there's a door from your past. That, uh, I tell you what, the door I've always loved, okay, is um, doors to lofts. You know, ceiling doors, what are they called? Loft doors? Hatches. Hatches, absolutely. You bring it down, a ladder comes down. Only you... if you're posh. Only if you're posh. You have to get a step said. ladder, cling onto the edge, hoist yourself up, and then just hope not for death as you yeah. come down. I mean, yeah, I know some people who haven't even got a ladder. They kind of hold onto it and then use their feet like Spider-Man, push themselves in. Luckily, I've always had a ladder. Why do you like loft hatches? There's something a, a bit secretive about it. What's in there? What is in there? Well, it's always a disappointment when you go in there. It's just, you know, old fur coats and photo albums of the family. Old fur coats? Just, old fur coats. Just sort of old sort of family trinkets. Right, so the editor's going to take us um, take us to another time. You're climbing up uh, your ladder into your family home. The yes, loft. looking it's around. The loft. Um, what do you see, David? I see lots of boxes. Loads of Care Bears. There will be some Care Bears bears. hanging around. Okay, what do you see? Can you open up a box? Okay, so this box is... uh, uh, The title's Caravanning. And uh, in here are plastic mugs, plastic plates, forks, knives and pyjamas. Okay, open the box next to it. This one is uh, Christmas decorations. Okay, the next box. The next box after that is uh, family photo albums. And the box after Boring that. Boring box. Uh, the box after that is um, 
pets ashes. We have those. Boring box. <laughs> well, you know, we're quite a strong relationship to some of our past cats and canines. Boring box. So. There's quite a, uh, there's a wooden box over there. Pretty ornate wooden box. What's in there? Let's. Uh, I, I don't even know myself. Oh, open let, it. Let's let, let's open it up. Goodness me, champagne flutes to drink from. Very nice on special occasions, which clearly hasn't been for a while, hence it being in the loft. And there's a secret, but there's a secret little hatch at the bottom of that box. Open that, and what's in there? What's your dad been keeping under the champagne flutes? I'm trying. Okay, let's have a look. Um, well, there's a corkscrew, obviously to get rid of the champagne. But what, what's the secret thing he's been hiding? It seems to be unwinding it and then making it large. A telescope. Very small what one. What about these gay magazines? Oh, yes, they're always knocking about. I mean, okay. he's become very relaxed with those. He leaves them in the lounge now. Okay. Uh, but they were a secret, and then he just got lazy, you know, and people have become a lot more liberal now. Absolutely. Absolutely. The telescope's worrying, though, because it seems very voyeuristic. Okay. Like he's watching people. Annabelle, have you got another question for David? Yeah, I, I wanted to know. It's a, it's a, a two-part question, if you, if you oh, will indulge Oh, absolutely, me. please do. James, the editor, can we have a little two-part question sting, please? Thank you. What is your biggest regret from your love life and what lesson did that teach you? I think Best two-part question ever. Best two-part question ever. Can we have a celebratory noise? Please do. A celebrator. And uh, horns and trumpets. There we go. Lovely. I think one trap I fall into a lot is uh, I'd be interested in a lady, you know, in the workplace or perhaps uh, one of my friend's friends, something like that, and we'll get on, and I think, oh, God, there's some potential here. We seem to be interacting, interfacing, all these different things. But um, I fall into the friend trap where we just become pals, and uh, they think that's great. They've made a, a brand new friend. But without being too sort of nasty and a bit cutthroat about it, it's a case of... I haven't got loads of friends, but I've got that covered. Mm. You know, I was hoping for some romance and a relationship, something so, a bit more intimate. So what is the lesson that you take from, from those experiences? I don't know how to avoid it, really, because it just happens time and time again. It's like... Might I suggest you oh, yes. ask them out? This is true. Excellent, excellent answer. Go straight to that. Have you ever do that? I've never just... Well, that's the sort of thing you do in an American sitcom. I don't know to what no, extent that's... No, it's the what? sort of thing people do in actual life. Yes. You have, right a, have a conversation, yeah. have... A, if there's a bit of a rapport and you think there might be potential, don't let the first meeting go to the second meeting without suggesting coffee or a drink and just, you know, if it doesn't work out, then you can play it down. If it, if it does, great. Got a date. So do, do you just, ever ask them out? No. Have you, have you ever? Why? Why? Um, I've never actually... Relationships just sort of slowly evolved and developed by themselves, really. They've never kind of uh, had proper navigation by me. Let's go out on a date. Let's Because I, I don't know. I think I'd be too self-conscious and too on edge. That's why the wording is very important. And saying let's go out on a date is that... It's like a big banner of this um, This is my intent. But you can um, orchestrate a situation where you get to spend one-on-one -on -one time together and you get to know each other and then there's that natural involvement and the organic process of meeting someone. But 
you're not kind of running straight for the end goal, but you are navigating towards it. Right. But David, can we... Uh, that makes sense. Can we fast forward a few weeks? You've met someone. Uh, it's a, a lovely lady you've met at work. And can we see what it looks like? And now you've taken that advice on board. So you've got been chatting for a day or two, you're getting on. Now, yeah. Now what happens? So the, the, uh, the lady's slowly walking over to you. She, you've, you've called her over, you've beckoned her over, and here, here she is. So uh, let's okay. see what that looks like with that. Hey, Buster. Hey. <laughs> oh, how are you? Are you well? Lovely to see you. I like the dress and I like the hair. Chill, dude. She said, chill out, dude. Sorry, I'm, I'm totally chilled out. Let's take a seat. Let's take a few Be minutes. Be chill, dude. She said, just chill, dude. Chill, dude. I'm totally chilled. Thanks for asking. Very chilled out. I like your vibe now. Thank you. That's very... I, I, I've liked your vibe since the first day I, I met you. Listen, um, I'm going to get straight to the point here. Do you fancy perhaps uh, grabbing a coffee this afternoon? Or going temp and bowling, some kind of afternoon or evening activity, so we can get to know each other in a more dynamic manner. I'm gonna slap you. Oh. Good. That was always my fear. This was advice given to me to um, arrange some kind of date. Oh! What a relief. That really is a massive relief. So, do you fancy temp and bowling or a coffee or a, a Nando's? I would love that. Wonderful stuff. Uh, wh- where should we meet? Here or at this bench, or should I go to your flat? Annabelle, is this going all right? Do you feel like he's dealing with this? Lady <clears throat> I, I think he's covering all bases. He's he's done a compliment, which opened up the um, the conversation. That's she good. was a bit frosty at first, but you brought her back round. Yes. Uh, the giving options absolutely brilliant. Some people can be very indecisive, so that's nice to know that you've got a an arsenal of date scenarios I'm very in mind. flexible, yeah. Uh, and then the option of where to meet, I think I think you're doing really well. Brilliant. I mean, yeah, that ideal. I mean, yeah, if it went like that in reality, I'd be more than happy. Is there anyone in your life at the moment uh, that you've got your eye on? Or? Not at the moment, no. It's all gone a bit Do into a dry use, desert. Uh, you said you like organic kind of... Uh, okay. Sorry. Organic dating. Do you use any um, apps or websites or anything like that? I've been on Match.com and I just didn't find it very inspirational, really. I'm not an app and website advocate. I like the organic dating experience, which I know is very difficult in this modern day and age. But I do think if you want a relationship, they are hardworking themselves. And if you're not prepared to put the work in early doors, you might not be prepared to put the work in later down the line. Yeah, this is very true. Now, you're quite right. You need a work ethic, don't you? Yeah, a relationship work ethic. Um, we could make maybe a chart like you're, you had in your 14-year-old bedroom for your homework. But oh, we, yes. Like That's dating homework. Yeah, that makes sense, definitely. I actually, I, I say this in jest, but it is good to have a plan. I think if you... Uh, have thoughts in your head, get them down on paper, have a little list of what you want, what you're looking for, just so you're clear always. And how would you meet them Let's outside make a plan the internet? Right now. Let's make a plan right yeah, now. Yeah, okay, I'm more Let's than up for that. Right now. Okay, okay, so what do we need first? We need your, I guess your your absolute pen. desires. Need a pen What you first. like from a relationship. Yeah, a pen. Need a pen. I've got a pen here. Yeah, okay. Um, Similar interests, so I like the arts, I like uh, s- cinema, television, popular culture, that type of thing. Okay, so someone like-minded. Yeah, someone definitely like-minded. Um, 
similar humour. I don't know what my humour is, but, you know, no, I, I, have to, I have to think about that. I have to sit down and maybe do a mind map. Laughter. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? So it would be like-minded, uh, surreal or topical humour are two arenas I can enter. Okay, uh, slight with... problem here. You are a little bit sexist. Um, so it's very much a case of I perhaps was a bit of a stereotype where this is what men do, this is what women do. Uh, yeah, women wear pink tracksuits, men wear black tracksuits if they went jogging, that type of thing. But I think things are changing and I'm happy to embrace it. That is very good to hear. Absolutely. I'm leaving the shadow of sexism as a, as a woman, of the I sunshine and liberation. <laughs> no, no, not a problem. You know, everyone can wear black track suits if they wish, you know. All pink. All yeah. pink, if yeah. you want to go that route. Yeah, definitely. Why not? Yeah. So we've gone for your um, your kind of must-haves. Are there any uh, must-have-nots? That's good, yeah. Must-have-nots. Um, I think some... And I don't mean this okay, in a sexist Okay, top five must-have-nots. Go, number one. Not dressing inappropriately, particularly when meeting the parents and things in that. What's that so mean? What's church-ready outfit. Yeah, sort of, Christine yes. ready Sometimes you wander through brighter... Sort of Sorry, keep, keep, keep it low. Sometimes you wander through brighter and you just think... Goodness me, did your house set on fire? Have you just escaped? Because, you know, you, you're really not wearing much. Okay. The, you know, this is WH Smith's, it's not a hot tub. It's nice tub. weather in Brighton, though. Uh, sometimes, yeah, I guess. So, but you, I mean, so you don't you know, like women not wearing much? If we're having an uh, intimate moment, not a problem. But if we're walking down the aisles of Marks and Spencer's, you know, choosing granola or whatever, it'd be a case of, this is just inappropriate. Really? Well, everyone's gazing with their male X-ray, X-ray eyes. Are they? Uh, absolutely. I'm a man. I know how it works. The how old lizard. It, how does it... Sorry? The old lizard uh, in the mine, in the centre of the mine, scratching away, trying to, you know, analysing and examining the flesh, you know, all those different elements. Just not ideal. So, but pop it away. Uh, dress sense that is appropriate to the occasion, we'll say. Absolutely, okay. for m and Okay, number, number two. Um, too much swearing becomes a bit of a hindrance. Oh, you don't yes. want, you don't like. Women I think that the swear. odd, you know, S bomb or you know, uh, you know, bloody hell, sh- you know, all that type of thing. Fair enough, but if Shit. it's continual, it'd be like, oh, wait a second, you've just dropped an F grenade five times. So know your audience minutes. with your language. A- absolutely. Because okay. at some point, this person's going to meet my parents. It's all about your parents, isn't it? Yes. Why? I think, uh, well, you don't want to. Um, could be a very stressful situation you know if my dad's having his roast looking over at me shaking his head when she's not looking third must have not third uh must not have so David, no swear yes would why are you go out with the girl with Tourette's? would you go out with a girl with Tourette's? um that's a hard one because part of me thinks absolutely not a problem love is love Disability should not be a, a, a barrier a or wall stunner. to true love. Real stunner. Uh, but if if there was endless swearing taking place, uh, that would be problematic. If there was no swearing, she's just shouting out the name of, uh, I don't know, a breed of dog or mumps or the weather, um, that would be fine. But if it became inappropriate in any manner... Uh, she says cunt all the time. 
Yeah, no, no, that wouldn't be the uh, that wouldn't be a relationship. You know, for me. That is genuinely one of my favourite words. Is it? I think I it... never feel comfortable with it. No, it oh. always makes my toes curl a bit. It makes Does my it? toes curl. I like it. I like the hard plosive at the I end. Do. I like the hard plosive at the beginning. I think it, it's very. Um, so there's a scientific reason why we like swearing. It's because the hard plosives in it help release serotonin. It's because of the what? Because of the the hard plosive, the cur, the t, right? That yeah. sound. Oh, right. It's interesting. So when you stub your toe, you swear, and that produces a chemical that actually helps numb pain so uh, if you and and serotonin as well which makes you feel better so swearing actually does make you feel better so if someone swears a lot there's a few schools of thought on this but it's not completely unrealistic to think that maybe that they swear because it makes them feel better so they might not be very happy people deep down wow you You never swear david no, I don't. You are so then. You must be a happy fantastic. individual. Fantastic. Yeah, I think I'd love yeah. to get your serotonin and oxytocin levels measured to, to How prove would we this do theory. that? Do we yeah. stick something Science. up this? Science. <laughs> Science. 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 I think it said silence then. I was like, goodness <laughs> yeah. me. This is a. Yeah, so. Um, have you any techniques to get more dopamine or sero, whatever it's called, in your brain? Orgasm. Okay. Regular Goodness. masturbation is not only good for your emotional and mental health, it's also good for your physical health as it helps support your CD4 cells, which are the building blocks to your immune system. I love so that. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, also yeah. produces an enzyme that helps fight the common cold. So, um, Do you know, when I was growing up, masturbation uh, was very negative and none mm. of that positivity we shared. Sorry, Brian, that's, that's inappropriate. I don't like the idea of you masturbating. David never has a cold. Oh, oh. You never have a cold. No, this is, this is true. I've never had a cold. Is it too personal to ask how often you um, express solo love? It really depends what season in the year it is. If it's the summer, the sun's out. Oh, yeah, you know, winter you decline, don't you? Winter, I really park. decline. Uh, so I'd say winter time, you could be looking at once a month. And even that, halfway through, I'd be like, oh, this is too much like work. I, I just ha- turn over and I go to sleep. I heard about a boy who uh, never masturbated and his, and his bollocks exploded all over the... Uh, school uh, playground. What? That's incredible. Mm. That can't be true. Can no, that's made up. No, I was, <laughs> was going to say, goodness, because yeah. you'd have a so, wet dream. So oh, don't sorry, say wet sorry, dream sorry, on sorry. my podcast. Apologies, apologies, sorry. That was too much. Don't Quite say right. it. I won't. Okay. I won't at all. Apologies. No, I mean it. No, 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 I, I'm taking that seriously. I am, I've, t- I've, I've heard you. Why your would words. you say that? A wet dream. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Because I think that's the science. Because when your uh, testicles right. are right. containing a lot of... I didn't like you saying it on the podcast. How many wet dreams have you had? I don't mind him saying it. Do you know, I've never had one. That's the truth. I've never had, a, had one really? of those. Never, never had one. I think because uh, I've been regular. Well, you've never had a cold, never had a wet dream. Absolutely. So, you know, solo sex has been a regular uh, activity when required. <laughs> Final must-have-not. Final must-have-not. I do know people who have got um, girlfriends. This is slightly inappropriate, but we're all adults. And they're very interested in the idea of... uh, This is a bit extreme, so if it is, we'll cut it out. Okay, quick, hang on. We have a bit of music here, James. You put some music on. Building up to David's final must-have-not. Hang on. Let the music play. Quite right. Okay, You've, you've built it up. After you. I know two people. Not yet. Let let, let it build. Over to you, final must have not. 
I know two people whose girlfriends have purchased for their love life a strap-on, like an actual yes. kind of dildo. To indulge in pegging. What's, what's pegging? That is. Uh... Oh, pegging is a an activity usually um, done by a heterosexual couple, whereby the female partner penetrates the male partner through the aid, through the aid of a harness and strap-on dildo. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Oh, that was a bit quick, no. mate. That was a bit quick. I wouldn't need the other four. That would just Straight be like, no, that's not just happening. First of all, no, no absolutely not. Hope not you kept pegging. the receipt for that. It's going back. <laughs> David, pitch a new sex toy to one of us. Pitch a new sex pitch toy. Yes, I'd, yeah. lo- I'd okay. love to do a, a, a Okay, special. here's David's pitch for a new sex toy to Annabelle. Um, here we go. I think it would be... S- no, proper pitch like The okay, Apprentice. Um, we'll have The Apprentice music playing. Here we go. Okay. My name's David and all that business. This is... Uh, my for- name's David. My name's David. What, what's your team called? Uh, my team is called um, Dragon uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, linking with dragons, sure. but uh, we're yeah. building a dungeon and empire. Okay. This is for your mid 30s, mid 40s bachelor. Okay. And it's called a groin vibrator, similar to what uh, women have, you know, like, as, as appeared in things like Sex and the City, things like that. But a man can uh, sit back in his bed, you know, his hands behind his back. Um, well, it's. They, they've got to turn the oh. vibrator on first of all, and it's like a patch. Well, show yeah. us. Uh, how do you mean? Show you? Can Put I... it on now. Okay, so you place it on your actual genitals. It's it's uh, in the uh, shape of a triangle. Oh, now we can see. Absolutely, with a wire coming out of it. It can go into any good plug. Turn it on, uh, and it begins to vibrate. Put it on then. Uh, yep, it's on. There it's it is. on. There it's it is. Hands free. Yeah. And then, like a uh, an egg timer, I've just turned it off on the uh, wall. I've just oh, turned it off on the wall. Well, we'll need it on. Okay, Brian. sorry, I'll put it back on. Thank again. you very much. And like an egg timer, there's a uh, a twelve device there, uh, which is a what? Uh, what that be like? Twi- a, like a, a scroll wheel. A scroll wheel. Well done. That's exactly it. And you've got from one to ten. Okay. okay. Ten is an unadvisable orgasm. Okay. Can I'll we go put, to a seven put, or an eight. Can we put one on? Just see what that... Okay, so it's just a very... It's Annabelle, an erection you, you might get on a bus. Would you mind if I put the uh, 12 device to one? Uh, no, okay, I'm, so I'd I'm insist just, upon I'm it. Just reaching over and just... There we go. So you've got a very slight flow of blood going to the gentle area, three. but not too much. Up to three. Okay, so now a lot more blood's entering. So back to one. Back to one. So, yeah, now it's... Turning it off. The snake's gone back to sleep, I've turned if you it like. Off the wall. Turn it off the wall. That's probably the best thing, really. I'll put it back on. Put it back on. Up to five. Up to five. Four. So, yeah, it's it's coming alive again. It's, it's got its own personality and its own independent thoughts. What is it? Uh, my have, genitals. Uh, we have a sentient male masturbator here. Yes, basically, yeah. So well, how, how are you feeling, David? Um, not that sexually allured. You're trying to pitch this to Annabelle. Oh, God, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's doing what it says on the Why side of the tree. Why is there a magic tree hanging off the side of it? Why is there one of those smelly magic trees hanging off the side of it? What, off the... Um, the thing you're trying to sell. The se- smelly magic... T- well, you know... Certain odours do appear. I mean, it is waterproof. Up for different seven, reasons. Up What's the device called? I, I don't think it is waterproof because it's a mains-powered toy, Brian. 
Oh, yes. That's a very true. Sorry. When the wire is taken <laughs> out, you can then put it in the washing machine, What's but the, not with the wire in. You're quite right. So it's made of some kind of, which does exist, some silicon that kind of reforms after after puncture. So yes. you, you take the wire out and it, and it heals over itself. Absolutely. And any liquids that have spilled into it can be washed and off as well. Div- what's the device called, David? The device called is the uh, libido. The, the, advi- the, the, the device. device is called the libido generator. Okay. Okay. What? Now I'm going to put it up to eight. Obviously, ten. You said it is an unadvisable orgasm. So we're obviously going to see the physical effects of this. So we're now up to eight. So now it's you know I'm going into a zone. I'm you two are blurring out. You're not as important to me now, and I'm just looking down a sexy tunnel, an erotic. Just up circle. to nine. Up to nine. Yeah, that's too much. That's um, unadvisable. Almost unadvisable. Yeah, almost unadvisable. It's not good for my health and safety. I can feel my heart beating in my head. Do you mind me putting it up to ten, Annabelle? I, I, I kind of want to see what happens. Okay, up to ten. Back. That's what's happened. I just, I have exploded. Simple as that. The masochist in me is satisfied. Okay. Well, I, he's you know taken I mean? off. It's. I now feel very bruised and tender down there. That's Why would you pitch a device that could cause physical harm? Surely eight should have been the ten. I think when it goes in the marketplace, nine and ten will be rubbed out. Okay. We'll get rid of that or just put a line for it, whatever. And uh, eight will be the absolute amount. If for you safety? Want, absolutely for safety. If you want a ten, you'd have to get it off the dark internet. Dead What's what? it called? The dark, the dark net. Web. Yeah, the dark the web. Let's, let's end on it quite right. Invest? Okay, so that's the end of the episode. Oh, really? Sorry, 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 sorry. So, can I have? I'm Abel. Can I have? Are you going to invest? Are you going to invest, Uh, Annabelle? I'm in. She's in. So am I. I'll buy it now. Fantastic! Yes. You have fantasies about your friends, girlfriends. Okay. Oh yes, a lot. Okay, we'll end the episode there. So, (laughs) fantasies are a lot easier than real things. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. So, Annabelle, thank you so much for thank coming. You. No, thank, thank you. you. I can't believe how thank quickly you. the time went. I mean, uh, no, very knowledgeable. We didn't dig out the dig out the camp, did we? We didn't follow through with the no, story. No, we're still prisoners. We're still prisoners, but it doesn't matter, doesn't we? We're we, together. We did. That's we're the main together. thing. Absolutely, that's the main thing. Um, so, thank you, thank you, Annabelle, for coming thank along. You. Thank you, David. No, thank you for no, inviting thank me. Thank you. No, thank you all. Charles, thank you, thank you so much. And uh, James, the editor, thank you for all the work that you do. Thank you, James. Greatly appreciated. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye, everybody. Au revoir. Thank you. Sorry, 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 sorry. That was a Mr. Box production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.